0: The following podcast is presented to you by the BICBP Radio Network. Hello,
1: everybody. Welcome
2: to a brand new episode of the Animal Discussion Podcast. I almost said one of my other shows. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, alongside, as always, Greg Norton and this is the panel discussion we are here we have a cool episode ahead of us we're um you know we just wanted to say thank you to chris gollo who is you know has decided to move on from the show he's got a lot going on in life and we understand and respect to, he's been future endeavor <laughs> so I, I know his he's been moving into his house it's been a process and we understand and we support him and we hope that when all is said and done he can rejoin the show and make this a trio again but until then me and Greg Greg are gonna hold it down as always uh for this episode though we have a guest he was just on he was on pretty recently um Sean Fritz of the Power Rangers in Cyberspace podcast welcome back my friend
1: hey Matt how's it going
2: (laughs) I'm good how are you
1: oh I'm dandy hey hey (laughs) hey uh hey boys (laughs)
0: He stays away. He's not allowed on the
2: podcast. You guys, Uh, so you actually approached. uh, I know it took a while for us to get this episode under underway, under you know to go. But explain to the listeners the idea of today's podcast. I think it's a great idea. Greg agreed. He thinks it's a really cool idea. So yeah, have
1: at it. So the. Uh, so if you if you read Matt and my text thread, it's just me pitching a thousand and a half ideas at Matt, and it's like, hey, do this, hey, do that. I think I've heard, I've seen maybe three come to fruition, but like you said, timing is of the essence. So I'm still yes. waiting for that Twitch stream for the Push Start podcast. That's right, I said that about six months ago, and someone said <laughs> it was a good idea to do it the other day. I'm still taking credit for that. But <laughs> so so the idea that I pitched to Matt probably what maybe 3 months ago by now i uh, think it was 2 let's go yeah, let's go two. immediately after that a tent was pitched uh by matt and uh <laughs> <laughs> it's been one of those days for me too but i feel uh, like so a- the idea was uh we all love cartoons cuz we're adults i'll let that sit there for just a second so we all love cartoons and what cartoons do we love the most that continue to be regarded as the best comic book adaptations? My Little Pony. The <laughs> Close. The Bob's Burgers <laughs> episodes of My Little Pony. The <laughs> the um, the Spider-Man and X-Men animated series. Uh, of course, Batman, the animated series as well. Yes. But, uh, you know, they came out not far, you know, maybe a year or two apart. But uh, because this is a comic book podcast, my idea was, What if we would compare and contrast or what if we would take storylines from those cartoons and read the source material and then kind of compare and contrast the the show versus the comic and just kind of see what happens. And since this is a dry run, maybe we come up with a better idea later. But, (laughs) you know, in the two months of planning, we've had about this much time to talk about it.
2: Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm really stoked and you hit the nail right on the head. We all love cartoons. Um, we all grew up in that that 90s era when cartoons were, were really prevalent. Um, you know, the Batman one, Batman animated series changed everything. Uh, and it was cool to see, in hindsight, you're looking at it and you see it picked up a lot of um, Tim Burton Batman influences to, to, and it made the show, He gave it a darker atmosphere and, you know, a lot of cool stuff occurred in that time frame. Um, you know, S- Spider-Man and X-Men as well, like like Sean mentioned. It's, you know, those those were it. I mean, there were others. There was Iron Man, there was Fantastic Four, there's Incredible Hulk. There was a late 90s Avengers one that I think only lasted oh, one season. I know. I know. Actually, it was 13 was it episodes. Seasons?
1: No, it was 13 episodes. It was one season.
2: And but yeah, I mean, that's the era we grew up in where superheroes were plentiful and then we get to the like well, superhero cartoons um tv was it was relatively plentiful and then we got to like the early 2000s and i remember sitting like i'd, I'd be home during the summer and i'd be like man there is nothing superhero related to watch unless mm-hmm. you had like a dvd of daredevil or one of the other spider but those only you can only do so much with those you know what oh, i mean you're torturing Behind yourself theater yeah pretty much the uh <laughs> the early hulk too like that was it that was all that like i had like when i was in middle school it was all that i had i didn't i don't even
1: titans you didn't have,
2: you didn't have yeah, the there was Cormans. titans that's true
1: did you that's have the true. corman captain america and dr strange movies
2: oh man those are vintage wait is
1: that the 90s captain no america one? that's the oh. 70s oh. add that to the list matt I gotta catch up. Yeah, we had Titans
0: from two thousand three to two thousand six. That's
2: true. I did like that iteration of Titans too. That was a really, really good one. Um, Teen Titans Go is okay. It's not on my alley, but I hear it's relatively popular. But the movie is ironically super popular. (laughs) I I ever. I I, somebody once said to me that that was the best DC. I think it was last week. I think it was. (laughs) I think you're right too. You know. So yeah, cartoons have really dominated it. It's. I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's easier to transfer from comic books to
1: cartoons. The medium of cartoons allows itself for the more fantastical, the things that we can't yes. do in real life, have claws, uh, express flight, you know, regeneration, um, mind control or mental, you know, extra mental capacity that people don't have.
2: Right. Yeah, and, and you've seen, like, a lot of a lot of these comic book stories that we, we read, that we grew up loving, they've been turned into uh, even cartoon movies nowadays, too. And they actually, they're really, really good. I know, Greg, you're a big fan of a lot of the DC cartoon movies. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're so, so good. Especially, like,
0: the Batman ones right now are super solid, and they have, like, an ongoing justice league slash superman like it's all the same animation most of the same voice actors and they've done like a bunch of those and it's great just super solid i seen the
2: uh it was the return of superman one recently Mm -hmm. and i was
0: i was very very impressed with it
2: i was like wow they did a really good job yeah you know putting this all together
0: and bringing this comic book story to life um, early so, 2000s real quick did have a ton of dc stuff like justice league was till 2004 and then batman beyond was 2001 so was like oh, that first half right. of the 2000s had a couple but it feel, it all kind of blends it honestly. does i
2: feel you yeah.
0: i used to love batman beyond i really it's did really good wasn't static shock so around much. there too
2: static shock, shock was right. yeah that's a good one
0: um did you know do you know who voice who did the voice for terry mcginnis sean knight mm-hmm. Batman, Terry McGinnis,
1: yeah. um McGinnis, uh, no, because I never watched that that oh, show. It was Will L from Boy Meets World. Oh, really? was going to be at Raleigh SuperCon at the end of <laughs> uh, at the end of G- July? Clark.
0: He's awesome. He's actually he does a ton of voice acting. He's done I think he's done The Flash before. Um, I, I know he's done he's done Spider Man once as well. But he's he does a ton of voice acting outside of outside of Boy Meets world and outside of uh he was kim and kim possible as well
1: <laughs> which is also that's cool i that.
0: really had no idea yeah. yeah
2: i really had no idea that was um but i mean going back to the 90s you know that generation it was a huge difference from what i think comic book cartoon fans were used to yes. prior to that um you know, there was, like, Spider-Man, and was Amazing Friends, and, and, like... Super Friends. Super Friends, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of Marvel Superhero, you know, Marvel Superhero show wow. back in the 60s. Like, there was... It was very... uh Batman and Scooby-Doo. Batman and Scooby-Doo, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. I mean, those were great. I mean, they were great. They're, you get that vibe of that generation, but there was nothing... Like, the visuals on yeah. these 90s cartoons, the, the, the effects, the fighting, like, it, it just... It worked like never before. Yeah.
0: The books still had uh, – or sorry, the the shows still had a very, like, 40s feel to them. Yes. Like, it still felt like very early comic books um, where, like, right in the 90s is when we took that. Like, even the comic cartoons took that, like, darker turn.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it did. It really did. And, yeah, that's, that's why that generation stands out to me, that those 90s superhero cartoons, um, anything that was in there, anything after, I just feel like people – they're like yeah,
0: yeah. It's, not it's just like
2: eh. like as soon as X Men Evolution came out, I was like, this is the end of what I loved is for
0: superhero cartoons in the '90s. There were some like solid Batman cartoons, but the animation was just rough. Yeah, like the Batman like has some great storylines, but the animation and like a weird Joker. I guilty pleasure is Batman Brave and the Bold, just because of like all of the characters. They do Marvel do a brave. good job of utilizing different characters. Yeah. I do like that. Um, but again, the cartoon style is like very kitty and like, sort of, <laughs> like ah, I know, just I, do it all in Bruce Tim.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. All right,
1: Sean, do you want to kick us off for this episode? Sure, I will. And, and before I get started, Matt, I do want to uh, compliment you on your interview style and your uh, line of questioning from your series of Nickel City Con interviews. Uh, I thought they were you, very buddy. well done. And you, man, you must have a good PR guy. I know I'm the worst director of promotions does ever. PR
0: stand for Power Rangers?
1: I mean, it, it does in my Google Drive folders, especially. My <laughs> that, that folder has a lot of ninja memes in it. Oh no.
2: Send them my way. Send them my way.
1: Oh, but,
2: you, yeah. You, no, you might the, sure, uh, Seriously, you It might be. I'm okay with that. Uh, but no, seriously. Thank you for setting all that up. I, I'm not a very outgoing guy. Like we were handing out flyers last weekend at uh, the Allentown art festival, and I was just holding about. I was like, "Take a flyer, take a flyer." I got two people to take home. That was cool. You're supposed uh,
0: to just make them in airplanes and throw them at
2: people. <laughs> dude, yeah, it was. We walked the entire block and came back. And we found the ground and like. That's not good. <laughs> but no, I, I do appreciate that, Sean. I really do.
1: And uh also check out Power the Power Rangers guy on YouTube. You can see me interview Karen Ashley and Nikia Baris from GalaxyCon Richmond two weeks ago. I Let's also go. did a check great it crowd. out. Your man Seahan was uh was all over it. He's like, Ooh, check that out. Cause I got Nikia Baris to sing for a little bit. i I I talked about wheelies with karen ashley uh the uh the punchline is that we talked about dress shoes made with wheelies in them
2: i like that idea
1: told you matt i'm an idea man
2: i know you are i've always wanted a pair of wheelies but anyways
1: so yeah so to to get started uh also i don't know if you saw this too but the x-men the animated series producers. Did you see this news, Matt?
2: Yes, I did actually. Wow.
1: The producers want to bring back the show, pick it up right where it left off. Hopefully it's not the garbage second half of season five when they move production to the Philippines. But they have all the voice cast back online, uh and, and want to do it. Which I like
2: that idea. Season five was wacky to me. Uh well, X Men four. Yeah. They closed yeah.
1: They closed one of the production houses, and and they had to move everything. And the writing was just weird.
2: It was there was nothing like linear about it. It was just a bunch of stories, including different characters. Like I was just watching it the the other day, actually. And uh, one of the season five episodes, I, I'm pretty sure season five was a Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch episode uh, with Magneto and um, the the door Mountain where they're where they were uh, they were left and raised. Um, you know, which was a cool episode, but yeah, it was just a lot of different things like that. There's a Wolverine and Captain America episode that that season two.
1: That one so, I like though, because it was a flashback. I did. It was really. That, that was the,
0: the war episode, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and that, that was, was before.
1: And that was before the origin story was written for Wolverine. Huh.
2: that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. You find
1: but keep in mind when day, yeah. when Wolverine came out in eighty one world war ii was only 35 40 years before
2: Mm -hmm. right
1: so a throwback story
2: wouldn't have meant as much back then
1: true so yeah yeah i thought uh i'm I'm hoping that they come back out but uh we'll see we'll see it's
0: the time like uh was it dc streaming service and and just in general released a bruce tim revival like justice drawn justice league movie recently and it looked great i watched it. is awesome but it was the old school style it was the justice league the batman animated style yeah. and it just it just was a little bit updated but it just felt so nostalgic which is
2: good which is good it's it's always nerve-wracking to just to say we're gonna straight up reboot it and continue um on what we left off you know now at this point what well, over 20 years ago um but I mean I am sure if the right people get behind it, I'll definitely be into it. I'll definitely be checking it out. You know, the that's art's
0: definitely gonna change for that though. That's one I like that I just don't see the art staying super true to it. Maybe
2: modernized, thinking. but I, yeah. I, I just I just hope they keep like the at least for the X Men one, um they keep the Jim Lee. Yes, those nineties costumes. Like that's what I wanna see. And and you know, I, I wanna see a well rounded team like it was in the past. Yep. You know, that's super important to me. So we'll see
1: and do yourself a favor and watch the honest trailer for or for uh x-men the animated series have you have you seen this i have not when we're done when we're done recording this matt i want you to watch it and we might just have to roll some b-reel for uh for later (laughs) (laughs) all right sounds good so so after all that preamble let's get into it So. Uh, my, uh, the, the, for uh, so the episodes that I watched and the, uh, the complimenting comic books were uh, Amazing Spider-Man 101 and 102, the first appearance and, and background uh, backstory for Morbius, which is uh, what Spider-Man uh, season two, episode six, Neogenic Nightmare, chapter six, Morbius is based on. And um, and then I went one step further, and uh, Amazing Spider-Man 129, uh, which is based on, or which is the source-ish material for the ser- for season two, episode seven, uh, Neogenic Nightmare, chapter seven, Enter the Punisher. And holy wow, John Semper Jr., the uh, the screen the screenwriter and the uh, the showrunner did he made such a clear through line for this whole uh, for this whole season where it was based on the neogenic recombinator you know something that doesn't really exist and words that don't really exist this is my favorite comic oh i know and i love how they just pick it up like it's a gun and just take it somewhere and plug it in (laughs) (laughs) like this is not i don't i don't think this is how science works i'm not a scientist per se but hunch but they 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 give morbius a backstory where he's a contemporary of of everyone else because Spider Man the animated series this season especially takes place in college at E S U. Um, and Morbius is a student there as well, but in the comic he's actually from another country. Him and he's dying actually. Spoiler alert: uh, he's dying, and him and his homeboy I forget his name because he's he dies eventually real quick are on this boat. And they're doing research and Morbius's woman, his wife, comes with them. Did I mention that he also won the Nobel Peace Prize for science?
2: I did not know that.
1: Yeah. How about that? That's big. Yeah. And it's just kind of glossed over. So he's on the ship. He's going to do all of his research there or he's going to die if he he can't figure out how to cure his disease. Uh, Wouldn't you know it? He's doing research on bats. Which is part of you know the whole thing, uh, uh, in 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 the show, but one of the bats gets into his his blood that he's testing, and somehow I forget how exactly how he absorbs it uh, into his system, or a bat bites him or some, or one of the bats I think actually eats, drinks the blood that's in the petri dish, and then he, uh, you know. And then it uh it gets into his system one way or the or the other. Uh but then so then Morbius is like, I'm gonna kill myself because he turns into a bat or uh the living vampire because this was still braided by the comic book code authority who are about as waste of a space as anybody can be. You know, <laughs> the big the big A on the cover.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's approved by the comic book code authority. Good for them. Um Do they
2: still do that? Is that it, that's nope. not a
1: thing anymore, is it? I was gonna say No, they they self-police. Yeah, okay thankfully. They self-police. Uh so you know, Morbius, he he's like, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna kill myself because he turns into this vampire. He has a need for blood. Not he and he doesn't suck them through his hands, he doesn't suck plasma through his hands which was a Fox thing because it's a kid's show. I would beg to differ still, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he would bite people in their neck and, and kill them. He wouldn't turn them into vampires. He would just straight up kill them and drink their blood. So he's like, I can't do this. He did this to his friend, his his research buddy, and he did it to his his wife. So they're both dead. And he's like, I can't deal with this. During the day, he is mentally he is the man, Michael Morbius. But during the 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 evenings, the nighttime, he is Morbius the vampire, and his brain is it's kind of schizophrenic in that regard too, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, so cut to he goes to New York. He tries to drown, and then during the day, he uh, when it becomes daytime again, he's like, I can't drown. I can overcome this. He comes back up to shore, takes uh basically ta- uh somebody picks him up on a boat. He kills them all the next night. And then he's like, all right, well, I got to get to land. I got to get to somewhere where I can feed or whatever. So he goes to New York. Now, what's going on also in New York is Peter Parker, Spider-Man, is dating Gwen Stacy. She hasn't died yet. That doesn't happen. Spoiler, until 121. I mean, I think we all know that happens. So he's dating Gwen Stacy in the comics he was dating or in the TV show, he was dating Mary Jane
2: but right
1: right what what's happening in both of them is he has six arms. Is't oh, that fun? Yeah. But he doesn't I get do. the six arms until the end understand. of the of the first uh, of the of the sixth episode of the of the show. He has the I, six arms at the very beginning of this book. He's had it coming into the book. He never turns into full man spider. That was I a think show I have one of these books. I think
0: uh, I do
1: have one of these books. 101 has been reprinted a number of times. There was the Marvel Milestone Collection, and they recently just put it out again in the True, True Believers, you know, the dollar book. Uh, uh, where, and I think it's been reprinted a number of times as well. It's, okay. it's a very popular reprint, the Morbius book. But holy hell, is it wordy? Roy Thomas is uh, quite wordy. Um, But basically, uh, so and who also is not in this uh, TV show, the TV episode is Kurt Connors in the comic. He's in Florida, but he doesn't make an appearance. Uh, Spider-Man calls Kurt Connors in Florida and says, hey, I need to do some research to figure out how to get rid of these arms. Um, He doesn't tell me he has six arms, but he's like, I need I need to do some research. Can I borrow your place? Nobody else knows about. And he's like, sure. Anything for you, Spider-Man. Because I'm not the lizard anymore. So high five. <laughs> Long short, he goes there. Morbius also goes there. There is a huge clock tower. Or like a like a bell tower or whatever. That Morbius goes to to rest. And they use that in the show as well. But it's on campus. Where Michael takes all the, the neogenic stuff. The equipment. And takes it to the bell tower. Where he gets bit by the bat in the comic. Not in. You know, in the him and Spider-Man fight, blah, 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 Spider-Man. Uh, the next two days later, the Dr. Connor shows up at his own place and he turns into the lizard because him and Morbius get into a fight because Morbius is also there. And of course, what happens when he turns into the lizard? He wants to beat the shit out of Spider-Man. <laughs> Who would have seen that happen? You know, coming. Uh <laughs> long, long story short. or Spidey. Uh, yeah, they come into uh, this, this idea that there's an enzyme in Morbius's, because Morbius tries to bite the lizard, and the second he does it, Connors turns half into like a, he turns into like a scaly human, uh, like he he turns back to human form, but he's got scales like the lizard, but they're flesh colored, which is weird, but, you know, whatever. Connors isn't in the con- the cartoon at all. I mean, he is, he's just a side character. The lizard's not in the cartoon, at least in right, the right. episodes. Uh, cut to uh, they have this theory that you know uh, that they need to get this enzyme from Morbius so that Spider-Man's arms will will flee because it turned Connors once he was bit it turned Connors back from the lizard into human so they get it after a fight where Connors turns into the lizard and he's fighting to stay human or or uh, eventually he becomes like Professor Hulk he's connor's head connor's mind in the in the lizard's body but it's like a, a constant battle they eventually get it morbius jumps into the ocean they think that he drowned that's the end of that um but in the comic as you know there or in the sh- cartoon there's a whole bunch of differences mary jane instead of gwen stacy morbius is a student instead of a scholar uh connor's is nowhere to be found uh, the blood in the cartoon is parker's blood that he's trying to cure himself of the disease Morbius is, is from a bat and his uh, a combination of his blood sample uh the person that comes up with the cure in the cartoon is Dr. Kafka related to a uh, girlfriend of Craven the Hunter and in the in the comic it's a combination of Spider-Man and and Connors Connors/the Lizard so right They did a really good job of adapting this because the next episode is uh, in the cartoon was Enter the Punisher. And in the comic, uh, what happened just before was that Gwen Stacy died by the Green Goblin and Green Goblin was killed. Norman Osborn was killed. But it's not publicly known that he was the Green Goblin. So the Jackal, who is nowhere to be found in the cartoon, which I kind of wish he was, but I'm kind of glad he's not because it would be just so weird to put him in there. He was in, in, in a later episode now that I think about it, but he's, uh, what is it? Um, um, the punisher is not working with the jackal. He's just working with his buddy chip and uh chip is like a, a hefty, like brick shithouse. Like he looks like he could, he, he could cook for you or he could beat you up. <laughs> It's me. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's about. It's exactly true. Exactly true.
1: <laughs> but he, um, they basically just want to do this job to to catch Spider Man without lethal force. Even though in the cart in the comic, they're like, "Hey, I'm going to kill you because you killed Norman Osborn." In the cartoon, they basically weave it that he killed Morbius because Morbius is missing. But now the or Michael Morbius is missing. But this living vampire which hasn't been seen yet because he's so good at evading lights because he's a vampire, you know, is, uh, and that, it it just kind of, then it eventually goes to the Punisher just goes a little bit more lethal. Every, you know, every interaction, every scene, Uh, eventually Craven comes in because of Dr. Crawford and the whole cure antidote thing that turns him into man spider, which is not a comic thing. It's it's a cartoon only thing, but I wonder if I wonder if that wasn't from Man Bat from uh, the Batman cartoon.
0: Yeah,
1: if that wasn't a, a, a direct rip off
2: influence. Yeah, rip off. It, it probably was. I mean, we see it so many times with, with comic books that um, you know, everything's every. There's nothing really original anymore. Wade Wilson, idea.
1: Wade Wilson, Apocalypse yeah. Deadpool or Apocalypse Thanos. Yeah. Um, you know, back claw. <laughs> well, that's an amalgam, actually.
0: <laughs> Didn't um, Morbius have like a girlfriend in the comic? I can't remember who it is. I I want to say it's Felicia, but I I feel like I'm wrong. In the cartoon,
1: Felicia was uh, was his girl. Was Michael Morbius girlfriend? Yes. Who had just broken up with Parker because they were going to go on a dinner date, and he bailed. Actually, he just no no showed because Spider-Man business. Mm. You know. Uh, and it was, side it was Felicia Hardy, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, and side note, Christopher Daniel Barnes, who voiced not only the voice of Eric from Eric Prince Eric from the Little Mermaid, but Spider Man slash Peter Parker from this very comic show uh, cartoon, will be at Galaxy Con Raleigh, July 26, <laughs> seven, 8, and nine. I will also be there. Come see me.
2: This is a sound of a go see That's a definite sound of a go see it.
1: If you keep come plugging, it, man. High, if you come and say hi, I'll give you a draken power coin, a Lord Draken coin.
2: Do it. Go see him.
1: <laughs> you have to splice in a Shia LaBeouf. Do it right there.
2: I will do my best. Let's see what talents. Okay. All right. I'll I'll do my I'll do what I can.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm teasing. You don't have to. Um, <laughs> really, there's no there's no comparison between the comic and the cartoon. It's just uh to bring in the Punisher who can then have, you know, uh, his backstory can be told uh, and set it up for later happenings with him, uh, as well as uh, a return for Craven to actually be the voice of reason, even though he's such a madman the first time he comes into the sh- or first time he's introduced in the show. Um, I mean, there's really no comparison. It's it's They're completely different. Although the Spider-Buggy, or the, excuse me, uh, the Spider-Mobile is mentioned by name it is true I uh I thought that would be a point of interest
2: it is I love it, it I love, the, never, I love any mentions to that
1: it's never shown sadly <laughs> N- not yet anyway Uh and, and in the comic we also find out that Harry knows that Peter is Spider-Man and that Harry is also the new Green Goblin
2: okay I gotta rewatch all that stuff to catch up. I, I do comic, remember
1: that's the comic.
2: Oh, that's the comic. Pardon me. Pardon me.
1: And man um, again, wordy as can be.
2: I know, I know. You gotta you gotta specifically say before every every comment. <laughs> comic book. <laughs> Cartoon. <laughs> it's throwing me off. No, you're good. Um yeah, I I'm glad you chose that story to be honest with you, because I mean that's a that's a unique one that I, I don't think people really realize. Obviously, that there's relative, you know, there's relatable themes there, um, and they are very different and unique storylines, of course. But um, I, I don't think that's one a lot of people may realize that was influenced by the comic book.
1: Yeah, it, it was, and and you know, in I think it was a couple episodes before this they introduce or they reintroduce Venom and carnage and dormammu and mordo and you know war yes, machine yes. And, and you know that happens early on in this season because everyone wants this you know this prism that shoots out or this this gun that shoots out a you know a, a prism of colors and does stuff with this that and the other thing and it's it's a nice macguffin for the season and it's also what creates the most issue and and what fixes everything all, you know, in the long run, but it's so much, so more, so much more modern now, even in the n- early nineties, than um, you know, than getting an enzyme we think let's go get an enzyme on, in this most unsterile rooftop in New York city in the seventies. <laughs> Something tells me it's a little cleaner now, but Maybe. I, I don't know about the seven early seventies.
2: <laughs> Probably not.
1: Probably not.
2: Yeah, that wasn't. I mean, that's right. You said that's season three? Two. Or it's two. Season okay. two,
1: episode six, and episode seven.
2: Okay. Very good. Very good. Now, which do, which do you like better? Which Which is your preference, the cartoon or the comic?
1: Hmm. Well, I appreciate the comic because, obviously, that's where everything came from. But I appreciate the cartoon because... It's so well done. It's not shoehorned. It's the, the economy of words is really good. And, you know, just there, there's emotion to it. It's, you know, when you're reading it, you're, you you might have to read it a time or two. Plus, honestly, I think it took me longer to read these books than it did to actually watch one episode of the cartoon. True. Now, granted one Oh two Spider-Man amazing one Oh two is a four part or is a three part book. So it's like 50 some pages. It, it was and, and there's a lot of words per page
2: which is not a bad thing which is not a bad thing but i but i understand like when you want the just just you know action it's just constant thing that's what the cartoon really is it's, it's very mm-hmm. limited story it's it's very quick paced fast moving and so i could i could see where you're going with that
1: yeah i i like them both uh quite honestly but i i do prefer the i mean i have this this idea that i should go back and read all I mean, because I Spider Man is is my favorite character, yeah. so I have this idea that I should go back and read them all, and that that's a big undertaking considering that there's seven hundred and or eight hundred and twenty four. Oh, a huge one. Yeah, there's now, so many various, and ones. that that's just amazing. That's not Web of or, uh, you know, spectacular, spectacular. Or, yeah, Spider Man Volume One or Volume Two or Ultimate, or or the holiday Spider-Man. specials. <laughs> yeah there, there's a ton of them you know so yeah th- that, that idea has been put on the back burner for a while
2: yeah yeah it's got to happen slowly i do. i have so many books that i want to read again but i just can't find the time or sometimes the willpower to just do it all over again but no i know what you mean
0: well, yeah, mm-hmm. i've just been on new stuff i've been sitting on the thousandth like issue of detective comics because it's 96
1: pages <laughs> i'm like i'll get through this. Air- yeah, <laughs> i that's know an air- that's an airplane read
0: <laughs> oh heck yeah <laughs> and like they're already on 100 or 1005 and the storyline is like medieval batman so i'm all about it right <laughs> getting through 1000 like oh man it, <laughs> it, the cover is so enticing but it's a thousand pages <laughs> or, sorry 96 pages yeah 1, a thousand a thousand that's
2: 96. That's a good sized book. I love the bigger comic books. I really do.
1: Yeah, but um, isn't Issue a thousand, doesn't it have a bunch of small stories in it?
0: I'm I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, but it also like it sets up for the next big storyline. Like it's a bunch of different stories with a couple different artists, but like the final it like they all kind of tie together to set up that this medieval Batman, which is kind of awesome looking hmm.
1: is that bendis uh, I, this is i know a thousand i know a thousand, I know thousand isn't but uh,
0: I, don't I don't know if it's been it might be because he's doing a million things right now he's he did doing, a million
1: things at marvel too <laughs> it, it isn't it's uh tomasi oh him sure yeah yeah i don't know who that is
0: Venice <laughs> is doing I don't, I don't de- mirage Leviathan right now and Young Justice at the moment. So those are his like big projects. As well as he's part of Wonder Comics, which is like well Young Justice, but uh, Naomi, Dial Age for Hero, and
1: Wonder Twins. That was big back in the day.
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be the new one's supposed to be
1: great. The old ones were very 70s.
0: It still looks very 70s.
1: It still looks very 70s.
0: And, and they revived Wonder twins so I can only imagine. All right. Moving on. Greg, you want to do the next one, bud? Yeah, mine's real short. <laughs> <laughs> uh I did Detective Comics, speaking of, I'm gonna get closer to the microphone. Yeah, go ahead. Uh I did Detective Comics. This is issue four eleven from nineteen seventy one, but then the episode is Off Balance, which was episode forty four, which aired in ninety two. This is the first appearance of Talia al Ghul. So it starts um, the the comic and the the show start pretty similar. Batman landing on the Statue of Liberty, meeting with someone, but right away, like uh, it, there's so many differences. Like, it's just, it's a pretty interesting adaptation. Like in the the comic, the guy told Batman to meet there because he had information for him In the cartoon it's Twitch. Right. And Twitch like is tracked down by Batman and immediately starts like getting in a scuffle with him In the cartoon they are then attacked by the Society of Shadows. In the comic book, it's the League of Assassins. So uh a little difference. It's yeah, a little right difference. away, just a difference. And and he Batman is looking for someone um who in the in the, again in the in the book it's Dr. Dark. And the cartoon, it's Vertigo, which is like one of the most interesting DC villains, because his power is he gives you vertigo, he disorients you. <laughs> that Maybe. is his power. Um and, and so right away, it kind of gets into that. But that's where the similarities, for the most part, stop. Um, the comic takes place in um, somewhere in China, essentially. Um, and they're on this train, and Batman is hunting down Dark, who has kidnapped Talia al Ghul. Um, and Talia used to work for, or we used to work with Dark and she immediately reveals her father is rachel ghoul um, they no longer work together and dark has batman get beaten down basically he just gets beat with, by a bunch of monks with sticks like that's literally all that happens batman gets knocked out cold interesting wakes up and talia actually took batman's mask off to attend to him
1: did he have and the two combat- going underneath it no, you could. They could see his face. It's just,
0: it's like full Bruce Wayne, perfectly coiffed hair, even with a mask on. I don't know how it works. Um, and Talia is represented as like just a traditional like Asian woman, like in a like a like a tight, with I don't know what the name of that out like that like tight dress, like traditional style that you normally would see. Um, in the cartoon, he attacks Vertigo, trying to stop Vertigo because he's trying to get like a Wayne Tech drill, and. Um, the lady in black comes and interrupts and it's Talia, but she's dressed more like Black Widow style, like full black skin suit. And he ends up catching up with Talia, hunting Vertigo down and Vertigo uses the drill to like bury them underground. Right. And same thing though, she takes the mask off, sees that he's Bruce Wayne and she's, don't worry, your secret's safe with me. Uh, In this, she actually doesn't even know who Bruce Wayne is, according to her. She's like, I
1: don't know. Her father is the one that figured out who Batman is by chasing the money and finding out it was Bruce Wayne who could afford it all. Makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Eh, Who knows? (laughs) But uh, they end up, like in the comic, there's a big fight with a bull. Batman and and Talia get out. Vertigo, or Vertigo comes actually just, not Vertigo, sorry. Dark comes and gets them chains up Talia, and Batman has to fight a bull. He does the whole, you know, uses his cape to to taunt the bull and get free. Um, comic, they're just setting a trap. They get out. Vertigo sets up trap. They get out. Uh, they um, beat his trap by closing their eyes, because you can't get dizzy if your eyes are closed, apparently. <laughs> that, that's just... the logic. Yeah. <sighs>
2: Is that um, how that works? I don't know.
0: I feel like I've done that before. And then, <laughs> like, it just leads to a fight with Dark, and Talia um, innocently shoots Dark, trying to protect Batman, and he falls in front of a train, and it ends with like, Batman and Talia hugging. In the comic, there's the fight with Vertigo, and uh, Talia actually, they're, like, end up in a clock tower, and Talia rings the clock. The Not the clock, the the bells in the clock tower to, to knock Vertigo off. Um, and get the drill back, and then turns her gun on Batman, steals the drill, and flies away with it. Mm. And Batman sabotages it, and Raish is revealed. Right, right. Uh, So, big difference. Like, they're pretty different. Like, it's the same basic storyline. I bet if I read 412, it would lead more to um, the setup with Raz. Right. But, they're pretty different books, in in a lot of ways. Um, And I I don't know which one I liked more. I think, yeah, I was going
2: to say, which one Which one do you prefer? I
0: think, so some of the aspects of the cartoon I liked better, just because it was a little more action and just a little less 70s. Like the Batman literally, let me, I forget where he says it. He literally says, because it's the 70s. Uh, oh my gosh, it's going to bug me that I can't find it. <laughs> He she said some weird line, and now it's bother, bothering me. I can't find it.
2: Did he call it jive turkey? Basically.
1: <laughs> um, Man, I 70s, hope so. Seventies oh, jargon was so weird, yeah. wasn't it? He he like oh here it is
0: one of them scattering metal doodads in my path for a nasty <laughs> reason no doubt like, so some of the, it's hard to get by but i like the slow burn of the comics like the cartoon immediately was like okay talia's probably bad news we don't really know and then oh it's it's ross okay like here we go this like the comics at the time and and the cartoon probably did it partially because people might have known the source material. Like as a kid, we probably didn't, but in the comic, like this is her first appearance. So like, we haven't really even seen the Al Ghouls. Right. Right. So I, I can only imagine reading the comics and seeing that flip and being like, Oh wow. Oh wow. Like I remember, um, like people who didn't know Batman when that happened in dark Knight rises or dark Knight return, dark Knight rises. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was like, Oh, wasn't expecting that big flip, cool, huge flip. Yeah, and, and so, like, I, I think I like the comic better for that, but obviously, just the nostalgia and the action in the cartoon is always just super cool. Yeah, even though you're just fighting <laughs> Dizzy Man, Dizzy Man, <laughs> just take some Dramamine if you want to beat Vertigo. <laughs> 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 it's not a bad idea.
2: I'm glad it's not like I'm glad you picked it. Like, I feel bad, I almost feel bad that I picked a super mainstream one um you know you guys i mean you guys picked unique ones that people don't know about I and mean, like, i'm really glad that you dug that up and i'm glad you you did a dc title and you you did something that's you know people most people like they they, they think cartoon and comic book that instantly it's the big one it's the yeah. joker it's poison ivy it's penguin riddler uh um, cool bane
0: should be like a they're like, honestly in the top three of batman's rogues in my opinion um they're, Batman, think they're just
1: they're thorns in his side
0: yeah constantly yeah. and they're his most physical um competitors the most, like the the closest match to him in his like abilities and martial arts and, and all that
1: they're the and most so i've adept,
0: always like versatile yes yeah. exactly so i I've, people i think like they're they're relevant but they're never held as high as they probably could have like like as cool as it was that Liam Neeson, Neeson little was Raz in the first Batman uh, Christian Bale movie. Like I think he could have had like such a bigger role in the combat aspect. Of right, it. right. Um, and I would have, I would have loved to see that in more. Of the Lazarus Pit, like actually have him die and come back. Like, but that's just me. But he's he's been awesome in Arrow. He's one of my favorite DC villains. And okay. And he kind of falls in that same like Doom realm as well. Right. So that's right. why I like him. But. um probably even more equivalent to the mandarin
2: okay yeah i can see that comparison i get see that comparison very good very good all right i will close this off this episode with uh we're going to do secret wars we're going to do the original secret wars and um well the publication date for the original secret wars it was from may 1984 to april 1985 uh 12 issues for the cartoon, it was part of the Spider-Man animated series, and um, it was a three-part, uh, three-part special, um, season five, episode nine through eleven. Um, Secret Wars Part One: The Arrival came out November seventh, nineteen ninety-seven. Uh, Secret Wars Part Two: The Gauntlet of the Red Skull, which uh, November fourteenth, ninety-seven. And then Secret Wars Part Three: Doom, November twenty first, nineteen ninety seven. So music to my ears. Music to ears. <laughs> there are, I mean, well, I mean, I'll start off with the comic book. I, I'll i gen, I'll generally summarize the comic book. I'm sure a lot of people listening have read it.
1: Um, can I before you do? Can I do it real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Shit happened. Spider Man got a black suit, and it was all retconned out of continuity, except Perfect. for the thing
2: yes yes you are correct uh <laughs> and not wrong at all there we go bing bang boom episode done um all right so the heroes the heroes uh for secret wars the comic book version uh we have wasp she hulk captain marvel captain america thor hawkeye iron man professor x storm nightcrawler rogue cyclops wolverine colossus lockheed the dragon <laughs> Uh super <laughs> random because Colossus was Dating Kitty Pride at the time, um, before this book. The Hulk, you got Spider-Man, and you got three parts of the Fantastic Four. So those are your heroes. In the cartoon version, it's a lot limited. And this, like, I don't know.
1: But this it was is one of the things that... up from previous episodes of this show, too.
2: Yes, it was. It was, it was done, it was done pretty well. Um you know so spider-man gets the you know, opportunity to summon heroes of his own this in the cartoon version um he gets to summon the fan the entire fantastic four because i believe at the time in the comic books susan richards was pregnant i think um so she was i'm pretty sure that's what it was um iron man captain america and storm from the x-men so that was his team in that and now we'll take a look at the villains in the comic book version, the villains are the uh, Enchantress, Ultron, Absor- Absorbing Man, the Wrecker, and the Wrecking Crew, Thunderball, Pilot Driver, and Bulldozer,
1: what were they, Kang they, the Conqueror. They have an oh, MCU list of villains right there.
2: Dude, it's a really solid list of villains.
0: The,
1: the Wrecking Crew
2: is so though?
0: underrated, dude. It's yeah. so underrated. I like
2: that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Kang the Conqueror, uh, Galactus, blizzard molecule man molecule man and dr octopus and as well as dr doom um, was in it also um they end up there's actually magneto happens to be on the side of good for some reason i guess he was relatively close with the x-men at this point um but you know there's a lot of infighting throughout the entire story at least the first half um the x-men actually kind of go their separate ways, which. It's like a parallel to to civil war. They've always felt alienated. They actually kind of sided with Magneto, and set up their own base. And you know, uh, eventually, uh, eventually met up. And and before I get too far, I'll read off the villains for the uh, the cartoon version. It was very small list, and like kind of, like it was Doc Ock, Doctor Doom, Alistair Smythe, the Lizard, and Red Skull, and. In the comic book version, they went to Battle World on in the um, in the cartoon they went to, I forgot, I don't believe that the planet was ever named, but it was a it was a popular, it was a well-populized planet. And Beyonder sent these villains there to terrorize these good, these good innocent people who've never seen any conflict. Um, but in the comic books, there were some civilian population there, but for the most part, it was a very vacant, um, very vacant place. But as I said in the comic books, there's a lot, a lot of infighting. The villains fought each other often. The, uh, the everybody else, all the a lot of the heroes fought the X Men, um, you know, stuff like that. There was a lot, a lot of cool battles, a lot of, um, just a lot of epic battles. Like Sean said, this is the debut of the symbiote, uh, Spider Man. He repaired, you know, the it was meant to repair Spider Man's torn costume, and it did. Uh, this is also the debut of the new Spider Woman, which kind of came out of nowhere for this one. Um, but I think some of the highlights here, especially towards the end, is that Dr. Doom actually defeats the Beyonder. Um, he actually defeats the Beyonder and is able, he has like incredible powers. He, at one point he actually um he actually makes the thing, he, he gives the thing control of his you know, ability to turn into rock shape or human form, uh, which the thing likes. And actually after this comic book, uh, he does stay on battle world battle world for quite some time. Um and yeah, they're just really, really cool encounters through and through. If you have never read it before, it's worth it. There's just so many great just moments, scenes,
0: uh, you and, know, go ahead. And the new secret wars. Then gets turned into a wall. Are you serious? Yeah, he's just a big living wall. It's awesome. <laughs> That's so messed up. Uh,
2: Man, you're at a wall now. You're a wall. That's that. Um, oh boy. So they eventually, um, well, they have a chance. They have a legit chance to actually defeat Galactus. Um, and they decide not to because they want to let Galactus defeat Doom. And I, let's see there's just a lot of cool encounters and I highly advise you guys you know given the bookery there's a lot to it um, it's a huge series so there's that the uh, the cartoon version though um, we'll go into that in depth it starts off the lizard actually attacks their base and they uh, they eventually kind of get them under control they bail some giant worms that are sitting outside of their lair and they Iron Man use or Mr. Fan, and Mr. Fantastic use some of the futuristic tech on this planet and activate Kirk Connors um part of the brain with the lizard's body. So lizard is full full control. Um, well Kirk Connors is, is in full control of the lizard body, which is pretty cool. Um, episode two, Doc Ock and Alistair Smythe join forces with the red skull, and Spider-Man actually brings on Black Cat that's that's who I, I wouldn't want the hulk i'd want the black cat with you <laughs> uh, although at the time she, her morbius and blade were battling miriam and some vampires um they lot they launch an assault and defeat red skull and in episode three secret wars part three doom uh spider-man and the team attempt to rendezvous with the fantastic four and the uh See that dr. Doom is kidnapped the thing, and similar themes here that Dr. Doom actually gives him the ability to um you know become human but um at the end in the end good good wins um they defeat doom good wins and they get transported back to earth all normal um which was the original point as far as liking the comic versus the cartoon i think i like the comic personally uh, a lot more than the cartoon the cartoon was really cool at the time because i mean this is the that's like early onset uh it's like an early preview of the marvel cinematic universe you're getting a crossover that of that magnitude um you know especially the fantastic four who only had one or two seasons of the cartoon iron man had a, only a few seasons captain america all he was doing at that time was um little cameos it, like i said uh x-men and spider-man and and maybe that's it um not too much else he was doing so it was really cool to see cap um but uh yeah the the cartoon if the roster i compare to this um civil war the movie civil war i love it. Mm -hmm. don't take it away i'm not going to take anything away from it but if the Civil War had the full lineup that the comics did, it would have been 10 times better if it had been built up properly, um, so on and so forth.
1: Civil War and, there, is 123 issues of a crossover that been Oh, it is. You know, it so is. packing that into a three-hour endgame length would be impossible, too
2: it would be it would be at least at least more you know at least more characters more fighting
0: i wanted anti-reg and pro-reg like this if kobe accords weren't what i wanted
2: <laughs> right right no I, I i completely agree with you um so i mean if it was kind of it was kind of like that the cartoon version um you know obviously if it was my choice the x-men i would have chosen was uh <laughs> You know, I would have chose Cyclops or Wolverine or somebody like this. Storm's really cool, um, but it, it's it kind of stunk to see a limited X, limited X Men appearances in that in that storyline, and the number of villains too kind of bugged me. Uh, I personally never cared for Alistair Smythe. I know he's had some decent storylines, but uh, I mean, you you choose they choose five villains. There could have been a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um done in the cartoon. So it's got to be comics all the way. It was a deep story, had a lot, a lot of you know, long-lasting effects. It was the first major, um, like major crossover storyline, bringing in everybody from everywhere. And it was a big deal that sold a lot of merchandise. There's a huge toy line that followed it. Uh the comics were definitely very inf- influential, and I, I'm gonna have to roll with the uh the comic storyline over that, over the cartoon. So All right. Um I think that about does it for that. You guys got anything else to add? No. I like
0: this though. This is cool. I would like to do this again. I would too. I I definitely I was thinking about looking at like some of the Justice League and like some of that. Even some of the movie adaptations would be kind of cool. Like that would be neat. I'm really pumped already. Like Batman's about to release. There's about to be a Hush movie. Right. And like the Hush comic is iconic. And I'd love i'm I'm interested to see how those how those line up, so that'd be kind of cool, I think so, I think so. Sean,
2: thank you so much for the idea dude and yeah let's let's bank on doing this again sometime i I'm all for it. if we're gonna do spread out the range of cartoons if you wanna do a movie one, you are more than welcome to come back on
1: yeah gladly
2: um all right, here's your chance plug away uh plug away your appearances your social media.
1: So before that, uh, again, uh, I would like to uh, extend an invitation to your wonderful co-host over there or and Matt maybe you too if you if you're if you're feeling nasty to join my Christian and I to do a when we do a catch up on the Power Rangers Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic book uh in the next couple months.
0: I'm all about Let it. We would be
2: Absolutely honored and thrilled to do that. It and sounds I, like a good time. You may or may
0: not know that I'm a giant Power Rangers fan. So, <laughs>
2: so that's heard, huge. I've heard <laughs> First stories. So, yeah, dude, that would be a great crossover thing. We'd love to do that.
1: Terrific. Christian,
2: I, I like your Christian, too. He's a good kid. He,
1: he's um, silly. He's a silly boy. He's silly.
2: He's a good I mean, guy, though. I, I honestly respect his hustle. So,
1: yeah, he's absolutely like mean, he, He's doing so much... He, and he's got he's already got built in connections, which I love. I mean, he knows a lot of the people. He he's good he's in pretty good with Christopher Kamen Lee, uh Andros from the uh Power Rangers in Space series. Yeah, those connections so, are huge. Yeah. Connections are huge. And um we're actually in the process of I don't know if I told you this, Matt. Uh he and I are penning two different fan uh fan movie scripts. Uh, Just for fun, and we're just gonna—it's gonna be a project of love, so they won't be done anytime soon. Uh, But we're (laughs) we're kicking around some ideas for a Phantom Ranger backstory, and 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 he just bought an Anarchy cosplay uh, Phantom Ranger outfit, which means that we have about a year and a half until it shows up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love that stuff. Gotta love that stuff.
1: Well, they just cleaned house up there over there too, which is oof because people have sucked at their job, but that's not, that's neither here nor there. Uh, we're actually kicking around an idea of doing another, uh, another project, which I think we'll do. We might film some stuff at PodCon. Um, okay. But uh, I'll let you plug that in a minute. But uh, so for me, uh, again, my name is Sean Fritz. I'm one of the co-hosts of Power Engine Cyberspace also found on the BICBP radio network. Uh, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, and uh you can also, uh, we have uh, the, the audio portion there. We have the video portion on the YouTube channel, uh, Power Rangers guy. And Christian also puts up other content. He just put up a spoiler for episode nine of Beast Morphers, which in the States doesn't come out until August or September, but it airs in France months early. Interesting. Uh, yeah, isn't that neat? Um, uh, <laughs> you can uh, follow us on Instagram. And on Facebook, uh, Power Rangers in Cyberspace, it's, uh, we put up a notice about the episode. Uh, we just talked to, we just actually gave away some free passes, uh, seven, seven pairs of free passes actually to Ranger Stop in Atlanta on the 21st of June, because Karen Ashley and Nakia Baris said, here, give some away to your listeners that's and so your cool. followers. I so, did see you posted that. Yeah, they're, oh, and they big. were awesome, dude. That's really so, cool. Yeah, they were better right. than you guys, but... Wow. wow. I think that kind <laughs> well, of comes, you know, I mean, you, I like you guys for different reasons. Of course. No, I understand. It's cool. It's uh, cool. And uh, uh, last thing, we we have our 50th episode coming up. We've already filmed it, uh, but it's a fantasy draft of your five Ranger team between uh, myself, C-Ham, uh, my Christian, and uh, former, former host, uh, Anthony Mullen uh, of the Power Rangers in Cyberspace podcast. So... The four of us just doing a uh, serpentine draft of our of our uh, five ranger team, and then we have a sixth round for sixth rangers. Serpentine? Don't you mean Serpentera draft? <gasps> Who? Who? <laughs> oh, you,
0: you I, missed it! You missed the you, boat. You lost.
1: I, I could I always <laughs> if, go back in and I could put it back in and post.
0: You could. Uh, you could. And if no you one were, drafted magnet defender, they might as well quit.
1: <laughs> we we filmed it. We recorded it at Nickel City Con, Matt, and all you were doing was asking us if we needed water.
0: Yeah, I cared about you guys. You looked dehydrated. Uh, I had a water bottle there.
1: You could have been like, oh, it's a Serpentera draft. It literally just
2: came to me. I
1: think, and I completely ripped that idea off from another podcast, but they don't discuss Power Rangers, so it wouldn't have mattered anyway. I uh, mean right. it's not like it's our it's our thing, it's just a fun thing. I think we're gonna do one again for uh Zords or 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 megazords too down the road.
0: That is a great idea. My mm-hmm. team, Magna Defender, Magna Defender, Magna Defender <laughs> That's a topics. Matt, doesn't <laughs> it sound like
1: Caddy? <laughs> okay, not here's what you're thing. gonna do. You're bad gonna bad get, get doggy Kruger, the Shadow Ranger. Gold Zio. <laughs> yeah, that, you know what? That's that's exactly what he said. And he's like, "I don't shut up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shut you all down right now." Is exactly what he is. Pretty much what he said. He did and say then, that actually.
2: Yeah. Oh no. I, and then I showed I him actually. that picture
1: of uh, Matt, I'll send it to you here in a minute. You gotta show. You gotta show Greg the. Uh, uh or who's it was the over there chris or craig i can't and i can never that's yeah, craig. craig
2: It's craig yeah oh sounds like he's eating jello over time and he's
1: always on the phone too right <laughs> um but i sent i sent caddy this picture i sent it to matt to show caddy the picture of a uh, doggy kruger and how he fits into his helmet <laughs>
0: i, and, I uh, like balkan skull as rangers from the comic books that's my nice.
1: Yeah, I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm I'm kind oh, of uh
0: It's like a quick one issue. It's an annual.
1: Oh yeah, 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 that one.
0: It's incredible. <laughs> they just made them as action figures for the one game or as uh, playable characters for the one board game.
1: Yeah, but, I heard that's coming out. I haven't uh I wasn't was aware of it. Yeah, it was kickstarted,
0: so it um it's pretty cool. It's
1: pretty cool. I'm pretty, I'm pretty jazzed about that.
2: Uh, but all right, everybody, uh, we're getting ready to finish up here. And a plug, we're less than two months away from Western New York PodCon Showcase hosted by the BICBP Radio Network. All the shows, of the BICBP Radio Network will be represented there. We're offering some trivia. Uh, I myself will be doing NFL trivia. I know Christian Ham and Caddy are going to be doing video game-based trivia games, all with prizes. Sean, you were discussing doing some, uh, some like, seminars.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I might do some um uh something to kind of fill in the gaps with I think Chris is also doing how to do this and how to do that. So I think I might yeah. try to compliment what he discusses uh as well. Okay.
0: I dropped the ball, I'll be in Disney. I know. It's okay. <laughs> oh, it's you're not okay.
1: gonna be there again?
2: Uh, <laughs> I'll be in Disney. <laughs> That's all right. It's his anniversary. I completely understand. It's all
1: good. What was all his good, we're last holding time? it down. Huh? What was his excuse last time?
0: I He's think good. it was something else. I think it was something very similar actually. It's
1: very similar to that.
2: <laughs> very similar to that. All good though. All good to me. Um, I think that about does it though. Sean, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will uh, we'll get back together again for a similar episode. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you for listening to panel discussion. You're home for comic book talk right here on the BICBP Radio Network. <laughs>